0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the connectivity podcast we're here to educate entertain and inform so tune in as we have conversations with various business owners athletes influencers you name it our goal is to provide our listeners with as much value as possible so we really hope you enjoy your experience as you listen so I'm here today with a special guest, um, a true healthcare hero, frontline worker,
1: registered
0: <laughs> nurse, Jasmine Smith. How are you doing today, Jasmine?
2: I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm fantastic. You know, I can't complain. Um, before we get started, um, I just want to say a very special thank you to all of our frontline workers, all our healthcare workers for all the work that they've put in um, to, make, to make things safer for us. And um, I really appreciate everything that, uh, that you guys have been doing. And uh, I'm sure everyone in the city appreciates it as, as well. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get right into it. So, so for me, when I take it back to about November, December, I think that was the first time I heard the words COVID. And I, I saw it on the news, and I saw that it was something happening in China, something about a lady eating a bat, and i wasn't too concerned you know i was just like okay there's there's some stuff going on in china they'll take care of it It doesn't really affect my life then boom (laughs) next thing i know the nba season is getting canceled and i'm like oh like this is real like this is actually happening so that was my i guess i don't want to say COVID moment but that that was the moment that it really became real for me um so i want to flip that question to you what was what was the moment or um, when did you realize that, you know, this is a serious thing?
2: Well, I f- honestly, the same, like in December when it was like strictly in China, it wasn't even in North America yet. Like I was like, oh, whatever. Like I didn't really think much about it. And then when, when they announced everything was canceled, like NHL and NBA that's when I was like, oh, like this could be bad. And like, I was thinking that because my parents were away in Arizona traveling and they were out of service for like five days. So they had no idea oh. about anything. And I finally talked to them and I was like, you guys, like the NBA is canceled. The NHL is canceled. They want to cancel school. Like they're going to close the border. Like that was my moment. And I was like, oh, like, this could be bad and then I'm like I almost feel like naive saying that and I like even I was sitting on like on a night shift with a coworker, and she was like I'm so scared like like what could happen like what if it comes here like what's gonna happen and I was like well it's not here and we don't know anything about it so like I didn't even think anything about it really until the media kind of took it
0: yeah i I feel like that was like most people you know we all kind of heard about it initially even friends that i talked to they said oh you know it's just like the media being the media trying to scare us or or whatever the case is but um yeah it was i feel like it was a, a rude awakening and a fast awakening for a lot of us but um let's talk about what what your experience has been like throughout this time as a nurse working in a hospital
2: um It's been like everything, like, like, I don't know. Like I've cried. (laughs) I've had my breakdown about it. All of my friends that are nurses, like we're all like, Oh my God, like what is happening? Um, but like, thankfully like I don't work in the ICU. I don't work in like a long-term care center where it's like been really bad, but like you still get hit with the changes. Like we get, like maybe five emails a day minimum about cases and like policy changes and all of these things that you now have to incorporate into your daily practice let alone like having the potential to care for someone that's diagnosed positive so it's just been like like for me like I really have to just show up to work and just be like ready for whatever And, like, whatever the vibe on the unit is, like, depending on who you're working with and how they feel, like, your team can affect how you go about your day, too. Because we all feel, like, all the emotions with it. So it's hard to, like, put on a face and just, like, go about your day when things are always changing.
0: So So what's what's the atmosphere and, and the energy been like, you know, as you guys have made adjustments coming into work every day? Mm -hmm.
2: Well, for me, specifically, like, and this, like, this has been in the news, but I work labor and delivery at South Health. And we actually closed down um, about a month and a half ago ish, to potentially become a COVID ward. And so then we were redeployed to all the other hospitals to work instead. And I do work like another job at another unit right now. So like I kind of had that to fall back on but like you know you can't it's hard to imagine like picking up your work life and going to another unit and getting used to another team and how they do things so and like let alone our patient population that have birth plans and they want to deliver at South Health but now they have to commute to another hospital and you have to have a baby in the middle of a pandemic like you know like it's just like crazy So that was a big change because like we had no idea what was gonna happen, but thankfully we are opening up again um, at the beginning of June. And that's solely because the case projections were not as bad as they were like thinking how bad it could get in Canada. So thank goodness for that. And they built that giant tent at PLC to basically open up more beds for people that would need to be hospitalized. But again, that hasn't been used, thank goodness. And then the argument from that is gonna be like, oh, like we're just wasting healthcare dollars. Mm -hmm. Like all this money, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you have, like you had to, like we saw what happened in China and Italy. Like you can't take the chance. Like we don't have enough beds, nowhere does. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. You got to, yeah, you you, you just have to play it safe, you know, prepare for the worst and then hope for the best. Um, But how's life at at home been like for you? Have you had to distance yourself from your family? Have you had to take extra precautions? Um, Let's get into that a little bit.
2: Yeah, so actually, like I mentioned, uh, my parents were traveling in the U.S. Long story short, they cut their trip short and came home because of like border closures and a whole bunch of national parks in the US closed so they couldn't even go the way they wanted to. So when they came home, I talked with them and we were saying, you know what, like because I'm a nurse, like I shouldn't live with them. For like to come home, they need to isolate for the 2 weeks cuz they were in the US. So I lived with my friend Mollen for the two weeks when my parents got home and I still went to work. Like I talked to my friend and I was like, Mullen, like, are you comfortable with me living in your house? Like, even though like I work in the hospital and whatever, and we talked about it and like, we agreed that it was fine. And maybe the story would have been different if I was like caring for more people that tested positive. And I don't know exactly what I would have done (laughs) if that was the case, but everyone I cared for. Tested negative. So that's good. So that kind of changed that. Like that was kind of crazy, but it was also really nice to have a friend to live with for two weeks while also working when it was like still kind of like a new thing and the whole quarantine just became really real in the city. So it was nice to have a friend to be around that like was not in healthcare, to be honest, because that's all you talk about now. Like it's, what you see on the news on the radio like it's everywhere so I had someone to like just like it was like a distraction basically and like otherwise like you know like people can make the jokes oh like if I get COVID it's gonna be from you because you're a nurse I was like I'm spreading COVID to people (laughs) Then there's something wrong with me because am i not washing my hands enough or am i not washing them properly because really i should not be spreading it to people i'm around
1: yeah yeah for sure but
2: otherwise i don't know i feel like my relationships are fine like it's they've definitely been tested in some ways like with distancing like you can't hang out with people anymore yeah. like you know like i don't hang out with anyone really except for my friend mullen because i've been living with her and i've been around her since
0: so okay. so you're still living with your friend Mullen you haven't um...
2: I'm not I'm home now okay. but I kind of just like we talked about it we like when we did hang out after that we were like and still like we we're very socially distant and like we're not like like cuddling each other and, like, <laughs> getting really close but I don't know like she was in my circle from day one and it's like Even with restrictions lifting, I feel like you can choose your circle, but choose it very wisely. Like, don't go hang out with like three other people. Like, have your one friend and continue to hang out with them. And if you want to see your other friends, then stay six feet from them if you can.
0: Or hop on a Zoom call. Yeah, that works too.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, in in your wildest dreams as a nurse, did you ever imagine a situation like this happening? Um, Because I just imagine that every nurse or every person in the healthcare industry kind of has like a worst case scenario or like a doomsday scenario. Uh, Was was this it for you or you just never saw something like this, you know, actually happen?
2: I didn't think I would work through a pandemic. Like, I really didn't. And like people can say that, oh, you're a frontliner, like you signed up for this. It's like, No no one signs up to work in a pandemic and have your work life completely switched around. And that goes for anyone, like people getting laid off and, you know, going through it in their own way. But I really didn't think that I would live to see something like this. And like thinking about it now, I feel like that was naive of me. Like, really? (laughs) I'm sure something like this would have happened at some point in my lifetime, but maybe I just didn't think it would be now. Like I have like four years of nursing under my belt so that's just that's soon yeah. that's early in my <laughs> career to experience it but
0: yeah for sure here
2: we are
0: yeah for sure so do you feel like uh like hospitals were adequately prepared for something like this or everyone was just blindsided and had to make last minute adjustments
2: i think i think that canada was prepared only because we got to see how it impacted other parts of the world and for that we're very lucky I, I wonder how it would have been if this started in Canada yeah um and like even still to this day like things change at the hospital every day like we all get screened um before we enter our units like Do you have any symptoms? You obviously haven't traveled. We used to do temperature checks, so I feel like because of that we were prepared. But also, we're lucky because it's not as bad as they thought. Yeah. Like I did my research. Um. (laughs) Like on our government website, like it tells you that, like the the initial models for even Alberta alone by mid-May, so probably like right now and into June, if it was really bad, they were predicting 700 cases in hospital and 250 in the ICU at a time. But the only, like the top number of cases that were in a hospital at a time was 90 with 20 in an ICU. And that was at the beginning of May. So our peak happened earlier. Yeah. But,
0: hmm. yeah. So do you feel so it's like-
2: Because
0: what I've heard from some people is that, you know, obviously not from everybody, but some people are saying that maybe we made it out to be too much of a big deal or, you know, it wasn't as serious as the media made it out to be. Um, but then there's also other people that are saying that the numbers aren't as bad because we properly social distanced. So what, uh, what do you believe it is? Do you believe the numbers were a little stretched out and far-fetched, or has the social distancing actually worked and curved the numbers?
2: I think that social distancing worked and curved the numbers. Like we definitely did something right, and you can see it like in the numbers, like it shows. If we were, like I said, like say Canada was the first to get hit with COVID, I feel like that could be different because you're dealing with an unknown virus
1: yeah.
2: and it's not like the precautions are not like put in late, but you know, you're working as fast as you can in yeah. that sense. Yeah. So it's hard, but um, yeah, no, I feel like it. like the projections were right and you have to prepare for that regardless. Like people may think we spent a whole bunch of money to prepare for something and It wasn't that bad thank god and here we are like what if we were in a lockdown for a month and you couldn't leave your house you know like it wasn't yeah the media kind of made it a little worse but (laughs) here we are and it's not that
0: bad
2: as as it could have been
0: i mean yeah at the end of the day that's that's what matters is that uh, the situation is improving numbers are going down and they're slowly easing regulations um yeah. but as regulations are easing up i know people a lot of people have thrown around like second wave they say that uh, you know there's more to come so what advice would you have for people as they're reintegrating back into society in order to you know still practice safe tips and um, mm-hmm. to avoid a situation where we have to go back and lock down again
2: yeah so first i want to say that I don't work for the World Health Organization. I don't work for the CDC, so don't take my word as as like the be all and all. Like this is just what I think, is yeah. what I support, and everyone needs to do what they think is best. However, <laughs> um, I think that social distancing will be around for a long time. I don't like COVID's never going to go away. Like this is going to be like a new like this is a new flu. We just need to learn how to like. Like, I don't know if we'll eradicate it, but we need to control it. Whether a vaccine comes or, you know, our cases die down, there's no new cases and whatnot, whatever. But I think social distancing will be around for a while. I think that will continue to affect businesses the way that it already has. And I think that people should be wise in choosing, again, like who they want to be in their circle like can you go hang out with a few friends in a backyard and enjoy your summer absolutely should you be going to a party with 20 people and all of these 20 people are coming from places with their own environments their own social circles they are in their, you know like everyone goes to different places in a day yeah. so the like the contact you have you can control you know, so I just think that people need to be smart. Yeah. And I feel like there will be a second wave. And if we act like Toronto acted, it'll be bad. Uh, how did Toronto we... act? Well, there's like, there's all these pictures and videos of like all these people in the park, like crowds, like herds of people wow. and there's no social distancing wow. at all. Wow. And like that's all it takes. Like it doesn't matter if you're not sick. Like you can carry a respiratory droplet on your hand and pass it to someone else simply by touching, like the same thing. So oh, everyone plays a part in it, no matter what. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Yeah. So you feel like moving forward, we're just gonna have to adjust to a new normal because you said that uh, COVID will kind of be like, you know, like the new flu. And we just have to to adjust to it i know a lot of people are they're still wearing masks when they go outside do you think that's something that's gonna have to be uh you know eventually mandatory or necessary or you see that carrying on for a long time
2: i think that it will i think it'll carry on probably for the rest of the year and i'm for that but people need to understand that if you wear a mask whether it be like a surgical mask or a cloth mask it is not to protect you it is to protect other people so if everyone is wearing a mask in costco you're all protecting each other because you can like you're still breathing in air from the sides of the mask
1: yeah
2: like it's not you know
1: yeah
2: so if we kind of all do our part as a as a society and protect each other then i'm all for masks yeah. if i see one more person wearing a mask in their car alone <laughs> i just i don't i can't with that <laughs> and the gloves i can't with the gloves i'm sorry i don't know like oh my god that's a that could be another podcast myself, we don't
0: Yeah, do we'll, we'll save that for another yeah, I, I feel like uh, what contributes to that. I feel like what contributes to that is uh, there's a lot of misinformation going on out there, and you know because everybody is like uh, is, is deeming themselves as an expert. You know, you can go on Facebook and so and so said this, or go on Instagram and you know you see so and so said that. Um, and uh, one thing that I've been hearing a lot is uh, a lot of different conspiracy theories. I don't know if, uh, if you've dove into that too much, but um, conspiracy theories about how it originated, what, uh, what the ultimate plan for this is. Um, like I've heard uh, like the Bill Gates theory that you know, he's behind all of this. And I've heard that they're trying to ma- or, uh, make vaccines mandatory so they can put like microchips in our system and you know, a whole bunch of crazy stuff um <laughs> I, I just want to hear what your thoughts are on on all that when you hear that stuff is there any sort of uh validity to it? is there like a part of you that kind of believes it or not at all
2: i mean my non-professional self is like kim jong-un did it 100 <laughs> percent. i faked his death in the surgery and now he's back and he's what 30 something and he got like bypass
1: <laughs> no I
2: the conspiracies like I haven't like I don't know them enough to like tell you one from like A to Z okay, fine uh, but like people are always I don't know I feel like in our society like we're always looking for like the next thing yeah. or like we're looking for someone to like fuck up
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: that's what you talk about until we get bored of it and then we're looking for the next thing like if you want to read about ingesting bleach because trump told you to be my (laughs) guest to each their own but like i don't know this like science doesn't lie like this virus is real regardless of how it got here but it's real and like the way it works inside the body is scary and that's why we're living the way we're living right now so whether whoever did it (laughs) Yeah. Whether it be a human or a bat, yeah. this exists, and yeah, it's ruined our year. But this is reality, and we have to deal with it if we want to, you know, move on.
0: Definitely, so. definitely, I I agree with you 100 um, percent. So so to wrap this up, I always want to end on a, on a high note, um end with some words of positivity. So just wondering if you have words for the city of Calgary. Uh, the nation of Canada, anybody listening right now. um, Yeah.
2: I think that we all play a part and it doesn't matter what that part is, but as long as you can look at this situation in a way that what you do is for the better and for the good of not only yourself, but those around you, then we'll get through this. I don't need... I don't need people to, you know, continue to applaud frontliners and, you know, do all this stuff. I think that everyone should be included in that. And like, again, we all play a part. And as long as we can do that and come together, then yeah, we'll, we'll be able to get there. It's just going to take some time.
0: For sure. Awesome. Well, yeah, this this has been a great time, Jasmine. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some insight, sharing some words of encouragement. Um, We'll have to catch up with you again another time. Sounds
2: good. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Take
1: care. <laughs>